Sometimes you're living like yesterday's dreams and you you don't even realize because now you're looking for tomorrow's. Welcome, welcome to the Level Up with Katie B podcast. So happy to have you here. My name is Katie. I am an airline pilot. I'm a human design coach. I'm a CEO and I am absolutely 100% a crazy cat lady. I have my cat sitting on my lap looking at me, wondering what the F I'm doing right now. I'm so happy to have you here and today I have got an amazing episode for you because this is episode four in, no it's not, it's actually episode five in the manifestation series but it is the fourth interview I'm doing with an incredible human talking all things manifestation and specifically how Madison Danforth, the founder of Boho Social, manifested her dream business. Madison took a leap of faith when she ditched her corporate job in favor of launching Boho Social. She finished up on a Friday and Boho was born on a Monday and it has been onwards and upwards since then. Madison shares some really beautiful insights into how she navigated some of her biggest challenges when she was manifesting her business. And she gives us so many beautiful pearls of wisdom that are going to support you in your manifestation process, whether it be your business, whether it be a car, a house, whatever it's going to be. There are so many gold nuggets in this episode. Plus, you get the added benefit of finding out some little pearls of wisdom about how to thrive on Instagram. So settle in for a really beautiful episode with Madison. Before we get into the episode, I just want to give a massive shout out and thanks to everyone who has sent me beautiful feedback in my social media DMs. Totally appreciate that. Don't forget, if you would like to leave an incredible review on Apple Podcasts, it really helps other people find the show. So I totally appreciate that as well. All right, team, settle in for this incredible episode. Madison, welcome and thanks for joining me in this episode, which is part of the Manifestation Series. Thank you so much for having me. I'm excited to be here. Yeah, I'm so pumped to have a yarn with you. I've seen a lot of your work on social media and I just love soaking it all up. And so you are the founder of Boho Social and your business is all about helping small business owners use social media to get big results, which I know there are going to be so many people listening that are like, oh yeah, I need this in my life. (laughs) Yeah, social media is one of those things I think you either love it or you hate it and there's not much in between. So I say I love it so much that you don't have to. Oh, that's so beautiful and so needed. You know, it's interesting. This Just a wee side note, I have been on such a journey with social media from the complete like I fucking hate it to I actually genuinely love it now, but it's because I've learnt uh, how impactful it is, like how I can really help my community in the most beautiful way through social media. And I'm just so grateful that we have access to it. However, it's still a bit of a mystery to me. So um, that's why we love people like you, Madison. <laughs> yes, I, I uncover all the mysteries for you so you don't have to get lost in the just the, the sea that is social media. It's big and it's vast and there's a lot happening in the space right now. Mm, for sure. For sure. Well, I'm sure we will hear more about, you know, your beautiful gifts and your work that you share with your community. 
Um, but your business is actually the thing that you came on the show to share your manifestation story about. Yes. So your manif- uh, your business is a manifestation success story, and I would love to know how that all started. Yeah, so it started when I joined uh, business coaching. So I'd been working in my business for a little while, and things were going pretty well, but I had no time. So I was just working 24-7, so I couldn't really build the business, get more clients, do anything because there was no more hours in the day. Mm. So I I got into business coaching and before you sort of started, there was all these goals and all these things you had to write down. And there were things that no one had ever asked me before in my entire life. So I printed it all out. I was sitting there like looking at it and I was like, I don't know what I want my life to look like in five years. I don't know what I want my business to look like. I don't know. I don't know any of these things because I've never taken the time to sit down and think about them. So I really took my time to actually think what I did want things to look like and what I did want my business to look like and how I wanted things to go. And that was really the, the start of everything. That was the sowing of the seeds. So yeah. when you say you were doing business coaching, when you had you already launched as Boho Social and you were going into coaching to get support and growing your business, is that what happened? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. so Boho existed, but uh, she was very stuck and there, I just couldn't, it was like if something doesn't change, I can't keep going like this because the burnout was getting like stronger by the day. Ah, okay, interesting. So what when you got into this business coaching, that initial part where you set the intention, that whole goal setting process, you'd never done that before. And what do you think was so impactful about that process? But I got to choose. You know, sometimes you just feel like you're not really making choices. Life is just kind of happening to you or at you. This mm-hmm. was like, hey, what do you want your business to look like? What do you want your life to look like? And then being told that, like, this is actually possible. It's possible to have what you've written down on this piece of paper. Like, you get that if you want it and you work for it. And it was just mind-blowing. I was like, what, really? Like, this is a thing? This is how people get to these points in their lives? Mm, yeah oh that's so cool and such a good point I think sometimes I take that for granted because as a coach I'm like yeah fucking of course you can create the life that you want to like duh (laughs) but I mean there are a lot of people that aren't exposed to that level of empowered mindset from you know it's not something we get taught in school really you know we we come through systems we were kind of shaped and molded and there is almost a preconceived expectation of what a life would look like. And then so when someone comes along and offers you on a silver platter, like, hey, sit down and create what you want the vision for your life to be, that is super, super empowering and so exciting. So what happened once you, what started unfolding or what steps did you take once you'd had that sort of process that you had set the intention for your business and your life? So I started in the course and I started, you know, doing the work and doing things. And I started to keep reflecting back to those worksheets, everything that I'd written down that I wanted it to look like. And I kept working out how I was going to make that real and what that actually looked like. So I started doing mood boards and I started writing more things down and I started just dumping things out of my brain onto paper 
to kind of like tell myself a story like this is what it's going to look like and I, I would write it down as if I was already in that space. Mm-hmm. Did you know anything about manifestation when you started this process or was it just like, okay, this is what my business coach is teaching me to do so I'm going to just follow these steps? Pretty much like mindset and manifestation were completely new to me at, when I started. Mm. So it was a whole, I was learning a so many things at once. Not only was I learning about business, but I was learning about goals of myself and manifesting and and how mindset is so powerful. Mm, yeah. Well, business is just the ultimate personal development journey, I think, <laughs> for sure. So yeah, that's just scratching the surface, I'm sure, of the number of new skills and new lessons and more wisdom that you have gained through the process of building your business. And so here's the thing as well. I think sometimes manifestation seems like quite a loaded word because if you're not into any sort of spirituality or woo-woo-ness, then it can kind of, people can overlook it as something like what even is manifestation? But to me, manifestation is uh, knowing that you're connected to something higher than yourself, knowing that you've got a purpose, having a vision for your life and then following aligned action to make it happen, right? It's as simple as that. There's there's no like, I mean, it is magic because the end outcome is fucking magic, but it's not some mystical unknown. We're all manifesting every moment of every day. <laughs> yes, I think sometimes it's been so, or, or, or marketed as like making a wish mm. and you just you just wish that you have a successful business and then you wake up the next day and it's like done like you just write it down a few times and I don't know pull a card and that's it yes and I think that's oh, the downside of social media is sometimes things are taken so far out of context that you know we, we don't know what we're in for so when, when I started this I was like oh I didn't have any bad sort of concepts of it at all, but it was completely new to me. Mm, Yeah. So then when you were moving through your business coaching and growing and following the steps to take your aligned action to, to bring the vision to life, was there any particular method that you used that helped you and or that encouraged you, that helped you see that you were like, oh, okay, this is actually working. I'm actually starting to to make inroads towards creating my vision. Was it like, did you have a strategy? I don't know if I had one. I probably did without knowing it. But I think the main thing was actually having things written down and looking back and actually realizing that I was achieving the things. Mm. Because I think so much of the time, and and someone said to me, sometimes you're living like yesterday's dreams and you, you don't even realize because now you're looking for tomorrow's. And I was like, oof, yeah. So actually having things written down so I could reflect and be like, oh, I did hit that money goal or I did hit that, I did launch that service or I did do that thing that I said I was going to do. It was like, oh, my gosh, like I'm constantly doing it. Like it's happening right now. Yeah, it's so true. I Most people I meet are so quick to sit in the disappointment of perceived failures for quite some time. But then when we actually have success, it's like you move past it in the blink of an eyelid. It's like, I've just, you've literally just manifested something you've been working on for fucking potentially years. And you're just like, oh, it's no big thing. I'm just going to move on to the next goal and the next goal and the next goal. I think it is probably a bit of a symptom of 
our modern society and probably partly social media and the way we talk about manifestation and all that sort of shit. But um, yeah, so being able to reflect on what was unfolding was a really powerful part of your process by the sounds of it. And so you have worked with your human design a, a little bit or a lot or a little bit. So I've done like a few courses and worked with a few people kind of like over the four years I've been in business. And mm-hmm. yeah, the more I sort of learned about it, I was like, ooh, I can see how, I guess I could start to see how people were so different. And I was like, it makes so much more sense now how we're all doing business so differently. Yeah. And so I was wondering because, you know, as you've been moving through the process of bringing your intentions to life with your business, most people I speak to, and for me, certainly, understanding my human design helped me understand my own innate wisdom. It helped me kind of take my power back from the shoulds and the molds made for someone else's business and allowed me to trust that I was, I could trust myself to make the next best decision. And specifically, understanding my human design strategy and authority helped me with that. So you're a manifesting generator. So your strategy is to respond. And are you sacral or emotional authority? Uh, sacral, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. So your gut response to things is quite an important part of how you make aligned decisions. So do you feel like you might've unconsciously, because a lot of people do do it unconsciously before they've, if they haven't already gone on a human design experiment for themselves, do you feel like unconsciously you were letting your gut response or your body's wisdom guide you in the right direction to help you trust that you were taking the right aligned steps to bring your vision to life? I think so in a way, or I wouldn't have got to where I got to the point to even being able to afford the business coach that taught me (laughs) the next steps. I just wouldn't have even got to that point. Um, I left my corporate job with nothing, nothing else to go to and then started my business. So I was just like, this is going to happen. It's going to work this is it. This is what I'm going to do. And I was all in. That's amazing. So what was it? So leaving your corporate job was really the beginning of the manifesting boho social to the point where it's obviously thriving at the moment. Uh, So what was it that kind of sparked, what was the catalyst behind leaving your corporate job? Oh, I just, it wasn't a vibe. <laughs> I wasn't vibing. <laughs> the vibes were off. <laughs> um, it just it wasn't. Yeah, it wasn't for me. It wasn't the right environment. It wasn't the right workplace. And I think I'd got to a point in my life where it was really hard to I don't know, kind of dilute myself to go to work. It was like take all the anklets off and the rings and the you know, feathers out of my hair and the, you know, turn down the colorful floral shirts and put on stilettos and black fitted pants. And it felt really draining. And I'd never really had that in my life before. I felt like I was sort of really going to work as one person and then coming home as another one. And it was really like taking it out of me. Mm. So that's a really bold leap to like throw in the towel with corporate. I think there's a lot of people that will definitely, they'll be picking up what you're throwing down. You know, even myself, my day job is flying airplanes and I'm, I put on my uniform and I do feel like a different person, but I've, because I love aviation so much, I've learned to bring out my own flavor flav without the necessarily having to dress how I want to be honest. Most of the time I spend my life in active wear anyway, but (laughs) (laughs) but um, my point is like I can totally relate to that feeling of uh, like 
feeling like you have to dim to fit in in order to be successful in a job that maybe isn't even feeling great for you anyway. So were you just like, nah, it's not a vibe, I'm out and and straight into Boho Social or was there a bit in between? Yeah, no, I was like quit on a Friday, started Boho like on the Monday, possibly over the weekend. No shit. Oh my goodness. (laughs) That's amazing. Straight away. Good for you. I don't know. There was just so much joy in working it out for myself and, you know, putting together a website the way I wanted it to look like and offering services. I think one of the main things in my corporate job for socials was the packages weren't how I'd set them up. And I just didn't think that they were going to give enough impact to the client. Yeah. And it was really frustrating because obviously I just had to stick to what it was. And, but I knew like, no, but we need to offer this and this as well. And certain things. So when I started my own packages, I could just do what I wanted and put exactly what I knew that the client needed to to get to their goals. Mm. So it sounds like you you had this, you knew you could do things better, but then also it sounds like there was a lot of excitement about just going out on your own and being able to do it your own way, right? And then did you get trapped a little bit into trying to do things in a way that other people had done them when you first launched your business or not? That's Oh, I feel like I was coming out of the corporate cocoon. So it was kind of slow. I was like half me, half still a bit corporate. My tone of voice, I found it really hard to get out of corporate tone of voice because I've always written professional emails and documents and all that kind of stuff. So to write just conversationally was quite difficult. And even if you look at my first sort of branding shoots, it was like kind of corporate, kind of fun. Whereas now I'm just like, you know, go-go boots and flares and roller skates and all that fun stuff. So I feel like it was probably a six-month to a 12-month kind of release of actually just being like, oh, you can just show up exactly how you want and you can say what you want and just be you and not, I guess, try and please everyone at once because you can't. Mm, Yeah. So you were following what your excitement, you were following what you wanted to do. You're kind of shedding the layers slowly, slowly. And I think that's really important for people to hear as well, because even though that transition between like, yeah, finishing work on a Friday and starting your business on a Monday was quick, there is a whole, like, there is just so much unpacking to do when you finally get to be in that space where you are in control of your own work day you get to show up however the fuck you want but there is so much in between that right like there's so many shades of (laughs) different colors to get to that point and then but you said you had kind of followed that excitement and you had created enough income to be able to invest in a business coach which is incredible how long did that take I want to say it was about six months in. It was between six and 12, but I think it was around the six-month mark where I was just, yeah, working like crazy and I knew something had to change. So that was the time. Mm -hmm. And so once you've got your business coach and you've set this process of setting your intention and probably a little bit more strategy involved was there more strategy did you apply more strategy to your business from the business coaching experience yeah definitely the 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 main thing that I learned and the the main thing that's kind of helped me grow was boundaries because I had none they were non-existent Mm. so as soon as I started applying strong boundaries it was like oh you have more time and more time 
oh, what can I do with that time? I can take on another client. I can start a new service. I can market my business more. There was just all these things opened and a lot of my kind of questions when it came to business coaching always came back to like, Madison, that's a boundary issue. That's a boundary thing. So it took me a while to stop being so people pleasing and nice to everyone and be like, no, sorry, like that's not in the scope of work or sorry, I don't work after 5 p.m. or please don't call me on a Sunday morning. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, well, congratulations. I'm excited for you to be uh, having found and being able to execute your boundaries with such clarity and joy. I can tell by looking at you like, yeah, fucking A for boundaries. Like that's (laughs) that's the way I'm going to live my life. So cool too, because generators, I don't know if you know this, but generator type, so both mangens and gens, generally have quite a process to decondition from people pleasing. Mm. And so I would say more than the other energy types and partly because our energy is very expansive, very magnetic. When we're doing what we love, we're very excited. People want to get on board. People want to come and be with us. They want to hang out with us. They also want to take that energy. And if we are not firm with our boundaries, that is the perfect recipe for burnout, which um, is obviously where you were before you started your business coaching. So yes, super interesting to me. And I love, love, love that you have found a sweet spot for that. Also, what I was thinking is that actually having boundaries was like a pretty big strategy that meant that you manifested more time and more clients, right? That was quite a big part of building your business in a more sustainable way. So that's pretty amazing because I think that's actually quite simple. Like imagine if everyone was just committed to honoring their boundaries and how much impact that would have in their business. Yeah. Like it sounds like just saying, you know, oh, I don't work after these hours or please don't contact me on my mobile, things like that. But it wasn't as basic as that. Like what it actually gave me back was like more time, more clients, more clients, more money, more money, more investments, more investments, more growth. Like it all, you know, it all added up to so much just from really my coach just drilled it into me. You know, that's a boundary issue or you need to say something when this happens or, you know, it's okay to send that email or say that thing. But I had to hear it very many times. It wasn't her telling me once. It was her telling me week on week on week. Yeah. And I mean, that's a whole thing, right? Like those lifetime habits that we build take time to start unpacking. But you obviously were seeing the impact of the positive impact of doing it, which is really encouraging and helps you keep moving forward and keep moving forward. So Outwardly, it looks like at the moment you're enjoying a very thriving business. And what, like, what does that mean to you? A thriving business? What is this beautiful boho social that you have now created? What does it look like on a day to day basis? Uh, it looks like no calls before 10 a.m. ever. Nice. Uh, no calls on Mondays because Mondays are, you never know. You don't know what your weekend's going to be like. So Mondays just, I don't talk to people on Mondays. And <laughs> it might be a day off. It might be an admin day. It might be a marketing day, but I just get full control over what that day looks like because I don't know, you know, when you work in a corporate job and some Mondays you just go in and be like, oh my God, like, oh, real heavy days. Now Mondays are one of my most fun days because they all look different. Um, what else does it look like? I have two beautiful team members that help me do things. So they take 
so much work off my plate and honestly just the things that they catch oh my gosh it's life-changing for someone to be like "Mm, did you mean to put that word there or did you mean to do that like oh no I didn't thank you so much for picking that up because I would have missed it Mm -hmm. just having that on a daily basis honestly is life-changing for someone else to like have your back and have your best intentions at heart as well yeah is amazing so so good yeah outsourcing releasing control a little bit how was that for you how was that process of uh handing over work did you find that easy no so um my assistant who's still with me now she's been working with me for years she literally had nothing to do when she first started because I would be like oh no I'll just do it oh no don't worry about that oh you know what I've got time I'll just do it (laughs) so I really wasn't giving much over and then again the business built up to that next level and I was going towards burnout, but I could see it coming this time. So before I hit it, I thought, you know, something's got to change. And I thought, oh, there's all these tasks that really don't need me at all. They just don't. And if I can just teach someone and then (laughs) my assistant started getting the emails saying, can you do this? Can you do that? How about this? And we started setting up, you know, recurring tasks and weekly tasks and things that needed to be done all the time Mm -hmm. that she could just take care of for me. Now that I've got two team members and I've handed things over I would I would outsource anything and everything that I could (laughs) because it's life-changing and it's amazing oh that's so cool so cool and again another part to me that's just another beautiful part of your manifestation process where you're like okay this is not something I need to be spending my time on and I think that's really important for all of us to understand is that we have our own zone of genius and for you you can see social media so clearly you can uh, direct people how to optimize their brilliance and share it through social media but that doesn't necessarily mean that you need to run all the background operations day in day out and in fact I think something that is awesome to keep in mind is that when we outsource we're also helping other people build their own businesses and create sustainable careers and jobs and all that sort of stuff as well so it's not all about us I think business owners are a little bit like we are the center of the world of like I mean we are the nucleus of our business but I think sometimes we forget that we got we got people moving around us that we can help create their own life as well so very cool yeah so I think the other thing is a lot of the time, if there's a task in your business that you really hate, you probably don't have to do it yourself. Yeah, for sure. You can just find someone that loves that. That's their genius area. Let them do it and love it instead of you hating it and putting it off and letting it, you know, drag on. Get rid of it. Totally. And from an energetics perspective, uh, again, for generators and manifesting generators, we are designed to be doing the work that lights us up. And the reason it's important is because when we are doing the work that we really enjoy, we create that sustainable energy. We start magnetizing the right opportunities and synchronicities. And we actually, from my perspective and from a human design perspective, it's a matter of aura hygiene. So the less shit you have clogging up your aura that you do not get excited about, the more room there is for better shit to drop in. And that's where you start creating that um, sort of perpetual flow of manifestation badassery that it sounds like you have got to a point where you've been able to. Yeah. And the the other thing was like, I got rid of a service that I really hated as well. Oh, yes. It didn't bring me joy. It was bringing me the wrong type of clients. Mm. It was just 
wrong. And as soon as I let it go, the business actually, like I oh, I didn't let it go because it was a big portion of my income. And I was like, oh my gosh, how am I going to replace this? What am I going to do? As soon as I got rid of it, there's all these new opportunities and all these new clients, all this new stuff came in that lit me up, was actually less time consuming and just was exactly what I wanted to be doing. Mm. Oh, so good. So good. So what do you think the biggest challenge has been uh, in the process of from from vision to, I mean, it's, I don't think our manifestation processes are ever really complete and yours is probably still in this like constantly evolving process, but what has been your biggest challenge throughout that so far? I think the biggest challenge for me was actually writing down things that I wanted because it felt icky and it felt silly and it felt greedy and it felt and I never wanted anyone to see those pieces of paper. Oh, wow. Okay. I want to know more about that. So (laughs) what do you mean um, like financial goals or like, you know, like the car, the house, the the set and the other? Is that what you mean or? Like like everything. Yeah. The, the, what I wanted my business to look like. I wanted a new car everything just those things it just felt like I don't know like a greedy little kid at Christmas like wanting I don't know all the you know high-tech toys it was just like oh I don't know about this Mm, yeah it's so interesting that feeling of like it's too much hey is that what it was or yeah I was like it was almost I was like embarrassed by it like I was embarrassed to be like this is what I want like Mm -hmm. I don't know like that's silly it just felt off and I think it was just because I'd never been asked and I'd never done it before it was like I hadn't been like allowed to do it yeah so when I did it it felt real uncomfortable yeah so how did you overcome that basically by the more the more and more I thought about it the more I visualized it the more I knew yes I do this is what I want but being in a group coaching space at the time, I could also see that there was all these other women that also wanted big things and had big dreams and big goals, just like I did. Mm-hmm. And seeing that made made it feel so much better that it wasn't just me going crazy and wanting all these, you know, things in my life. It was all these strong, powerful women that had also decided that that they wanted the best for themselves and that they were going to go out and get it as well. Yeah. Wow. That's really cool. I truly believe in spending your time with people that have got, you know, really supportive and not similar visions, but I guess similar values to you. And the reason for that is that it is so empowering to see other people bringing, when when you see other people doing it, it helps you believe that you can do it yourself, right? And that sounds really basic, but your role model, you get, as an adult, you get to choose your role models. You get to spend time with your role models. And so I love that it was just, you know, a huge part of how you overcome that was spending time with other people that had big ideas and big visions and big dreams and goals for their life and for their business. So cool. Yeah, because when I saw those women say those things, I wasn't like, ew, how dare you think that? I was like, you go, girl, you get it. Like, do you need any help? Like, what can I, (laughs) you know, (laughs) I'll support you. I never thought, you know, I never questioned them or or thought badly of them for having those goals. It was the opposite. I was like, oh, my gosh, that's so cool. Like, go you. Like, that's awesome. Like, I really hope that you get there. And 
then I was like, oh, people are probably thinking that when I say what I want to do mm-hmm. as well. And, and I do it with socials and I say it a lot when I post. I say I'm not posting that this client, you know, got all these followers and made all this money to shove it in anyone's face or or even to toot my own horn. I'm doing it because if she did it, you can do it because she came from a place where where you are right now and she didn't think it was possible either and look where she is now. I honestly post about it to show you because I think if more of us could see examples of it happening to people consistently, people that look like us, just regular people, then we could be inspired and and have a little bit more faith in ourselves that we can do it and we can get get to those things that we want or those goals we want to reach. Mm, yeah, so true, so true. Yeah, I actually saw one of your posts recently. I love the authenticity in your social media. You had posted about one of your clients' success stories and then you had said, but this is the things that she had to do leading up to this. It was like full transparency. Like, yeah, this was a huge fucking result, but this is what she had to do. It wasn't just one post that got that result. It was the consistency and strategy that you had helped her through. And so, yes, that's a side note, but I do love how you share all these really honest representations of what your clients go through. And it's so true. I mean, Social media is one aspect that I think is very confusing to people. I think social media is quite confronting, especially for older generations. I don't know, is older generations the right phrase to say? Probably I get confused between the different, you know, like I think I'm a cusper, like on the cusp of millennial and whatever was before that. (laughs) But I think the generations before millennials are a little bit, they see things like social media and having an online business. And it's like, oh shit, like this is overwhelming. There's no way I can do this. I might be an expert in accounting or administration, but how can I possibly create my own online business when I don't know anything about it? But you're so right, like showing other people, like none of us, we have to learn. It's all part of the journey. Yeah. And I talk about age a lot because I have clients, like I have a huge age range of clients and I always say, almost everyone that jumps in a session with me or talks to me like brings their age into it. It doesn't matter if they're 20 or if they're 65. I'm like, "Mm, something's not right here because we're all kind of saying our age. And I think the thing is you were either into social media personally or you weren't. Yes. Right. You just were or you weren't. I was a Tumblr girl. I was a MySpace girl. I was a Pixo girl. I was a whatever was happening at the time. I was there and I loved it. (laughs) And that's just, I was a bit, kind of into tech and things like that when I was younger as well. So it was very, it just made sense for me to be there. Mm-hmm. But for business owners, if you've never really had a personal account and especially people that don't like, and people that know me will laugh at this because I post personally on my personal page about once a year, <laughs> <laughs> sometimes twice, sometimes my business birthday, my actual birthday, just so people know I'm still, you know, alive and kicking. <laughs> But if you're not posting personally a lot on socials and then you start a business and then someone like myself is saying, you got to show off and you got to show yourself and you got to do this and show your face and get photos done and all this stuff, like how overwhelming is that? It's a completely different world that you've never stepped into in your entire life. Like it's a massive step. Mm. Out of interest, do you think that people... Do you think people come to you or you would know, do people come to you 
at the start of their social media journey or do they come to you after they've tried and they've tried and they've tried and they feel like they're banging head against a brick wall and they're not really getting anywhere and then they come to you because they're like, I don't know what else to do. Yeah, usually the I've tried and it's not working or the I've leveled up and I'm stuck and I want to level up again. Mm-hmm. So sort of the, those two different types of business owners. I don't get a lot of people starting from the very bottom anymore. I think I used to when I was new too. Yeah. And and as I've sort of moved along, I've got to meet different people and, and get into different groups. But I think it's good for everyone to kind of give it a red hot go by themselves mm. first. Mm-hmm just to see what's happening and see what's out there and just play without rules, play without, you know, me telling you that you need a strategy, play without any of those kind of confinements just to see how you feel about the space in general. Yeah. I'm super intrigued about your work. So what, I want to know, what packages do you offer? (laughs) (laughs) What do you, what do you do? Because I know I've actually had a look, you have a one-on-one, like do everything for your clients and then you have like a membership. Is that correct? Yeah. Yeah. Are are they the two core offerings that you have? Pretty much. So I do full management where where I take your page off you basically (laughs) and take care of it for you. And then um, in the coaching space, I have a membership, which is um, group coaching. And then there's a VIP option of that, which is one-on-one monthly coaching. And then just once off, you just need a two-hour hot session with me where we talk about what's going on, what's happening, and get it sort of resolved then and there. A lot of the time, there's just one thing that's not clicking. Mm -hmm. And my favorite thing of my job ever in the last four years is when I can see that light bulb moment Mm -hmm. that clients have and it just clicks. Mm-hmm. And like, oh my gosh, it's that simple. Or, oh, I just need to post about that thing. Or, oh, I can actually just do all this in an hour or two and it will be done for the month. Mm. Like, oh, that light bulb, that's what I live for. That's what I get mm. up in the morning for because it's like this horrible thing that people have been putting off and they hate it. And, you know, I, I totally get not loving socials. But when they have that moment that they see, oh, it doesn't actually have to be that complicated or hard or time consuming like that's going to change their whole world that's going to change their whole business as well Mm. oh yeah that's game changing and it's the perfect example have of how a little mindset shift and a little bit of just the right guidance at the right time in the right direction can be just so so game changing for us and I think that's really important for everyone to know is that any at any point in any manifestation journey, no matter where you are, if you're feeling stuck, when none of us are actually ever alone, I think sometimes we we take everything on board as if we're navigating our business journey or whatever journey, like we are soul just trudging through it, making it happen. But actually, the more you surrender and open up to invite and support is often where you have massive breakthroughs and like you you deserve that we all deserve to have help and support and why not let someone like Madison from Boho Social help you get that game-changing result in your social media I just I, I love that and I can tell when you're talking about the the light bulb moments with your clients it is just such a passion project for you which is beautiful as well and very much in alignment with your human design as a manifesting generator 
So you have created a business that it looks like it nourishes your Mm. soul. Like you love it, Tay. Yeah, (laughs) I love it. (laughs) Definitely. So that's really beautiful because a lot of people have businesses or jobs that they don't really love. What impact is having a beautiful job that you've, a, a beautiful business that you've manifested in a way that feels really aligned for you? What impact does that have on you, on your broader life? Oh, I'm a way better partner than I than I have been in the in the past. I think my, my fiance could definitely um, <laughs> agree with that because you you bring your hot, your work home with you as much as you try not to. You just do. You spend mm. so many hours of your day at work that it it has to come home with you. It has to go somewhere. Mm. And when everything's just you you're not the vibes are off and you're having a bad time and you're not feeling it. It comes home with you and it changes your mood and your outlook and things. And sometimes when I was when I was in corporate and I was in a bad space, the smallest things would like set me off. Mm-hmm. The smallest things I would make into the biggest things because like I just was um, like emotionally I was all over the place and that was my kind of like my outlet was like, you know, the bin didn't get taken out or, you know, something silly, something just around the house hadn't been done. Whereas now I wouldn't even, I don't think I'd even really like notice or register that at all because like, who cares, whatever, like we'll do it next week, you know, it's all good. <laughs> Chill vibes only. <laughs> yeah, right? Chill vibes only. So I think, yeah, and I think just the time as well. You know, my my best friend's recently had a baby and that means that I can go to her house and spend the day at her house with her and her little one and not feel guilty about that I didn't go to work today or yesterday I took the day off to get my hair done. And then after that, I went to the beach with my partner and my dog for the rest of the afternoon. Like I didn't feel guilty about it. I didn't have to call in and have a sickie. I didn't have to ask anyone. I just went and did it. Mm. And just that, that flexibility. And it, it, you know, sometimes I have weeks where it is, it's all work, work and it's hustle and because I want to do it and I love it. And I'm, you know, you know, when you get in those mind, mind spaces where you're just, you've got all these ideas and you want to execute them. But other times it's just like, no, I want to sleep in or I want to spend half the day doing this or meet a friend for coffee. Like that flexibility, that it is life-changing. Like just being able to do things when you want, just being able to take a doctor's appointment when it's mm-hmm. available, mm-hmm. like changes your life. <laughs> yeah. Silly as it sounds, it's a big thing. No, I totally, yeah, that's huge. So good, so good. When you're talking about being in corporate in the way that you would you know, it wasn't chill vibes only. You'd come home and that stress and that um, emotion, there was like a, it sounds like there was a bit of a pressure relief valve when you left corporate, got home and it's like, okay, I'm in my safe space. Now I'm going to lose my shit a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> um, from a geeking out on human design perspective, you will have an undefined emotional solar plexus. And the reason I know that is because you're a sacral manifesting generator. So you're solar plexus has to be undefined what that means is that you uh, absorb and amplify the emotional energy of the people around you so why this is quite interesting is because when you are someone that has to your job involves being around a lot of people 
and you have an undefined emotional solar plexus, you are unconsciously absorbing their emotional energy. And so quite a lot of the time, it means that you actually don't have control over picking up on those, I'm just going to say, stinky vibes, stinky emotional vibes from other people, right? So you not only soak them up, but you amplify them. And then what happens is because we're all like conditioned to not express our emotions in public, we get home and once we're in our safe space, that, that gets exploded onto our partners. And if they've got an undefined emotional solar plexus shit can get real hectic (laughs) um but what I think is cool and I think this is part of the reason why I love my my business so much as well is that we actually get to choose whose energy we share we get to choose when we want to be around other people's energy and so not absorb other people's stinky emotional energy if we don't want to obviously I'm um a coach so people have obviously got a lot of emotional stuff and I do lots of things to protect my energy from that but you've just experienced through being having your own business that actually being away from other people's energy is quite life-giving for you which is super interesting to me yeah like it it really is true like who, who you're spending your time with like greatly affects like every aspect of your life because yeah, I guess I was a sponge. I was sucking it all up and then mm. <laughs> wringing it all out when I got home. <laughs> yeah, yes. I mean, it's important for anyone that's listening to know that that it's not a sentence to be taken on an emotional ride, but it, it actually when you become aware of your, um, if you have a undefined emotional solar plexus is quite powerful because you can then take actions to almost protect your emotional energy so I don't want anyone to feel like that's a life sentence like oh fuck I can't work with other people like no that's not the case (laughs) it's just about understanding it um and Madison as you were telling yeah and as you were telling that story I was like oh this is super interesting okay so if you had one pearl of wisdom for anyone that is creating wanting to create their most aligned and thriving business and you know anything social media manifestation any pearls of wisdom from you Madison what would they be what's your biggest pearl I think just one is just go for it but break it down because some goals feel really really big right whatever that might be that you want to work a certain amount of days a week or um even buying a new car, like I recently got a new car, amazing, loving it, loving it so much. But it felt very big when I first thought of it. I was like, oh my gosh, that's so much money all at once. That's huge. How am I ever going to be able to get that much money and still pay my mortgage and do all the things and have this car, right? It felt huge. But when I actually broke it down to realize what I had to do to get there, it really wasn't that much. It wasn't as hard or as complex as I initially thought when I came up with that as a goal. So if you just write your goals down and then back step and actually break it down to how you're going to get there, you are going to get there. Mm. You just need a little roadmap. I'm all about roadmaps. You just need roadmaps to get to where you want in everything. Yes. I love it because that is all we can do. I think people forget that our big successes are made up of tiny, tiny little steps each and every day, right? You cannot go from zero to completion within 30 seconds. I mean, you can in certain things, but it's never as satisfying, right? Like (laughs) (laughs) you got to take the steps. You got to like, yeah. And the joy is in the journey. So yeah. And celebrate your win. Something that that's something that I'd never done until I started uh, being coached and it was like, what's your goal? This is my goal. Okay, how are you going to celebrate it when you get there? Mm-hmm. And I thought, no, but the goal's the celebration, right? Because I got the new car or I 
you know, made this much money or I did the thing. And my coach was like, no, no, that's you achieving your goal, but how are you going to celebrate that? And when I actually stopped and went, oh, we're going to go out for dinner or I'm going to do this or I'm going to buy myself a little treat, that's when I could actually be like more proud of myself and actually look back and be like, oh my gosh, look at all those things that I've done. You got to reflect because otherwise it just all goes past you so quickly and you don't even realize just how far you've come. Yep. Drop the mic. (laughs) Turn around and walk (laughs) off stage. Nailed it. (laughs) Yeah. So true. So true. I mean, if we're not here to just enjoy that ride, then what is it all for, right? Mm. So good. Uh, Madison, thank you so much for sharing your story about how you've manifested a beautiful business and your wisdom. Uh, Where can we find you? You can find me on Instagram. I pretty much uh, live there. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, My handle is uh, boho.social. Perfect. I'll link it in the show notes as well. Thanks so much for joining us. Thank you so much for having me. It was lovely speaking to you. Oh my goodness, what an epic episode. I have no doubt you will have loved that chat with Madison. I really just honestly am so grateful for these chats because it helps us see the practical application of some of the, I guess, the theory of what I love to talk about, you know, the way Madison described uh, having enforced boundaries being one of the main things that helped accelerate and support her process is just incredible to hear, right? Because you hear the stories, you you hear the theory, but then to actually witness how it shows up in real life is something completely different. And similarly, I really enjoyed hearing about how writing down her goals and then reflecting on them and celebrating the successes was such an integral part of her journey as well. So flippin' valuable to hear. So I would love to hear what you guys have gotten out of the episode. You know I love a good review, so definitely head to Apple Podcasts and fill me in a little love letter there if you feel the need. Next week is the final episode of the Manifestation Series. I cannot wait. It is going to be a solo episode where I share, honestly, just the best tips to help support you in thriving in life and in your manifestation process. So definitely tune in for that. And don't forget to share the episode with any of your friends who you think would love it. Until next week, take care, keep milking the shit out of life, and I'll catch you in the next episode.